So hello everyone, my name is Lee Nichols. I'm the Editor-in-Chief and Associate Publisher of Hydrocarbon Processing Magazine. And I wanna welcome all of you to the latest installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. Today, we're gonna to be discussing how digital technologies have helped sustain business operations during the COVID-19 pandemic. And of course, how that's going to help operations in the future. Now to discuss these crucial topics, we have a very special guest, Zaid Urtani, who is the Vice President Chemicals and Refining and Global Head of Technology for ABB. So with that, let's welcome Zaid. How are you doing today? Hey, Lee. Thank you for having me. Um, we are all well, and I hope you are all safe. Excellent. Well, before we jump into the discussion today, can you just kind of talk a little bit more about your role with ABB? Yes, absolutely. Um, in ABB, I'm the um, technology manager for uh, in, in the area of chemical and refining, uh, including pharmaceuticals and hydrogen business as well, where we're looking at bringing strategic solutions, uh, innovative solutions, and partner with our customers, partners, collaborators, in order to make them really move into uh, the digital journey and supporting them into their uh, today's recovery plans. Excellent. Well, you're the perfect person for this discussion, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Uh, the first one I had was, can you talk about the technologies or adaptations that uh, customers in the chemicals and refining sector have been asking companies like yours, ABB, to support them during this pandemic? Yes, absolutely. Uh, look, what we see today is during the last 12 months, uh, the movements of people in different countries have been difficult. So having an expert that you usually had in front of you in the plant available, that is not anymore um, really the case today. So what customers still wanted to have is access to that expertise, but in a different way. Where technology here helped quite a bit, and this is the demand that we see from our customers, is how digital can help us into getting access to these experts. What we see, we see more and more uh, meetings or literally site visits through technology like augmented realities, like virtual realities happening in order to help the engagement with customers and get them also in a way confident on how to tackle problems that they are uh, seeing today. So technology has been definitely at the heart of this COVID in shaping and uh, moving away from the pandemic to keep the assets running. And that focused mainly around um, really on the communication side or the digital technology side. So that's what um, what today we've seen from, from the sector. And, and, and with the pandemic, um, has this, have you seen that there's been an acceleration of existing emerging trends in things like digitalization uh, and automation? What we see is uh, today two, Two things, basically, or two pillars. The, the communication itself with the customers. Uh, I think we uh, the number of uh, meetings on the phone today has, uh, we can say, like really gone exponential. That is the, the, the initial uh, data point that made also the customers understand that today business will happen probably over these video conferencing tools. What we also have seen is since the operation need to continue, uh, digital access to the plants will be key. So looking at 
doing an inspection activity over a video conf conference is today possible, and that's the adoption that we've seen from customers. While probably 18 months ago, that wasn't even a topic to discuss about. Today, what customers realize the value of digital, these digital technologies is to enable the business. Earlier, it was, this is probably a, uh, an option, something nice to have. Today is a must. It accelerated, the pandemic clearly accelerated the way customers are looking at digital technology and accelerated its adoption into the market. That's that's pretty incredible. That video conferencing didn't seem like it was something that you would even think of <laughs> six, 18 months back. And all of a sudden now it's a necessity. I find that pretty, pretty incredible, especially how fast uh, things evolve like this in the industry. Um, and which kind of gives gives way to my, my next question is, how is this technology helping businesses bounce back from the pandemic and do so in a more sustainable way? Sure. Let me start from how to to, to bounce back from the uh, from the pandemic. Um, what is important is what customers have been looking at is a uh, a comprehensive care model, meaning that they're looking at uh, technology that help them run safely their operation in an optimal way as well. So it has also to be cost efficient. When, when we look at, at the existing technology today, we see more and more, as I mentioned, adoption into uh, opening this remote connectivity. Uh, but it was really important that cybersecurity is the license to operate. So it is the, there, the technology is there, uh, but with a uh, limitation or with a boundary. So if it is not cyber secure, we shouldn't even be talking about it. So that is uh, the entry door. Now, the more that we've been experiencing these digital technologies in accessing assets, in running some of the diagnostic, uh, the customer were starting moving more and more well. We probably can also start engaging in what we call this towards autonomous operations. If I have the expert sitting somewhere else and providing me the service, Remotely, we can also start thinking about how these different steps or different production lines can be run remotely. And this is where we believe that the next step that will happen after this pandemic and in order to really recover from it uh, is how to maintain our operation in a cost efficient way using the potential of data. Data is going to be the key here collecting the data, communicating the data, analyzing the data, creating that insight and making a decision, all of this can be automated. This is where automation will come into place and all of that data and that intelligence that needs to run that particular plant will be embedded on that automation. That automation system will then connect remotely to the different experts if there is a need to have an additional insight in order to look at a potential anomaly or an expected situation. So these are things definitely that we will see more and more in the adoption. The other uh, side of this, what we have seen also in uh, uh, particularly the chemical and industry sector, uh, the what we see is in the new projects that are being delivered and since there is this restrictions on traveling we see more and more on what we call a remote factory 
acceptance tests. These factory acceptance tests traditionally are done physically. Customers are accepting more and more and doing this remotely. If we look at it today, in this context of the pandemic, it's actually having an impact on the cost of the project itself, meaning that what we used to have as a physical activity where you need to fly in people, where you need to have uh, the material moving around, all of these costs are eliminated through video conference activities and remotely doing this. So it is also going to help end users when thinking about their next projects in how to make this a cost efficient and stay on their budget by looking at these um, remote activities. Last but not least, uh, real-time business environments. We will see more and more uh, a need for transparency and performance visibility. This happens when you have data. When you have data that is of a good quality, that is collected through different means in order to make business decisions, and we will see also more and more of this adoption. As I mentioned, if you are uh, sitting remotely, you would like still to have an idea what's going on on your site. And these are really the trends and the ways that uh, customers are adopting today in order to overcome the uh, pandemic. Excellent. It's pretty incredible. <laughs> some of those some of those major trends you're talking about, especially just the amount of cost that could be eliminated just by not flying in tons of people <laughs> over and over again to a certain site. So it's some things you just don't think about, you know. Uh, but but speaking of those those major trends that you've seen over the over the past twelve months or so, do you see those continuing after the pandemic when say more restrictions keep getting eased? We will see some of them becoming the new normal. We will see customers, you know, questioning the fact that why do I need to for to, to meet physically for certain activities. There will be things that the physical contact will still remain, but there will be some of the meetings, uh, some of the activities during uh, execution of projects that can be done remotely, and they will be done remotely because the performance is there, you achieve the objective at lower cost. From both a vendor as well as a customer, this is a win-win. And this will continue as a journey. Excellent. Now, I want to shift a little bit uh, to some of the bigger trends, of course, and things like sustainability. And, and I know that digital technologies can help in this sphere. So I'd like to ask you, how important do you believe automation and digital technologies are for businesses that are looking to achieve their decarbonization ambitions in the future? Lee, this is a very, um, very crucial topic actually it's um, uh, it's really close to my heart um i mentioned in the beginning i told you i'm responsible of the chemical refining and pharmaceuticals as well as hydrogen uh, and today if we look at many of the um, strategies whether in the governmental strategies whether in europe whether in uh, the us whether in uh, the uh, australia uh, side of of the world uh, we see really hydrogen becoming a key component to decarbonize. If we want to achieve some of the targets that have been set during the Paris Agreement, there will be a need to move towards clean te technology as well as clean energy. If you look at the trend, how many 
oil companies are becoming energy companies, that is really massive. In order to enable all of this and to extract value, we will see a lot of adoption on the digital technology, a lot of it being automated. Because you cannot claim that you want to decarbonize while you are continuing really investing on technology that is generating, you know, more and more CO2. So what we see is when we are moving into this direction, automation will become a core piece. The digital technology and the expectations that we will have from this technology will increase as well. The, in order to move into decarbonizing, we will need to understand a lot of um, the dynamics that are happening around our ecosystem. It is easy to say, okay, let's invest in um, renewable energy, let's invest in electrolysis technology, let's use hydrogen, but these resources are not unlimited. And in order to make sure that we are really using enough in order to uh, fulfill certain requirements and needs, we will need to do a lot of forecasting. We will need powerful algorithms that will get us into a uh, forecast that is really making the industry moving to the right direction and not really consuming all the resources. Both technologies, they will be there to achieve the decarbonization ambitions. As we see all of these discussions that are happening today, it's not anymore enough to talk about the hardware piece of it, to put between brackets, but also digital will be key. Excellent, yeah. And, and speaking to that with digital technologies, uh, helping with sustainability goals, as well as all the other factors and benefits that digital technologies can help, especially for the processing industries. Mo a lot of times we get the question is, this is great, how do we get started? So I'm kind of curious uh, if you could just talk a little bit about companies that want to incorporate more digital technologies into their operations. How do they get started? What are, I guess, some 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 early steps they can, they can take to see what is the best digital technologies or pathway for their companies? Absolutely, Lee. I think this is one of the, um, the questions that, uh, that gathered some interest also from the research or from universities as well, and how to set up yourself for success when you are onboarding into a digital transformation journey. What we have seen so far, uh, to give you some examples, there are the kind of, um, the very optimistic, they will go with a big vision and start quickly and try to do a lot at once. They end up in a failure mode. There are the ones that are the pessimistic and they start small and you see that there is no adoption within the company. The, the key to this is a mix. It's actually good to have a big vision, but it's important to start small. And this is what I always bring in to my customers when I talk to them about how to onboard in digital, is if there is no big vision, there is no need to start. This is not, you know, let's have some time and, and play with the technology and see if it will get us somewhere. 
This is that there is a need to believe that there is value into this. But the question always remains how to prove that value. So setting up a big vision is important. Setting up the roadmap to get to that vision is even more important. Starting with the right case, with the right scenario, with the right context is the crucial part. What do I mean here? Digital transformation is not only about technology, it's about people, it's about processes and technology. The technology today is there. The processes, we can work on them. The mindset of the people takes time to change. So if we want to onboard on a digital transformation journey, it is very important to know what use case to select, make the use case clear and the expectations clear, what are the value expected, prove that value, implement it and start scaling. Then you can achieve a bigger vision. And this is, for me, the recipe to, succe to, to succeed in onboarding in a digital transformation journey. Excellent. Hey, always good stuff, Said. We really want to thank you for sitting down with us for a couple minutes to discuss these important topics because there's so much there affecting the refining and petrochemical industries in this middle of this digital transformation adoption. So really want to thank you for your time today. And of course, we want to thank all of you for listening to another installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column.